I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Setup Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shamov. As always, welcome by the one and only man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, future Jiu-Jitsu world champion, Angel Ortega. Ladies and gentlemen, it is UFC 293 Fight Week, Israel Adesonia versus Sean Strickland going down, from down under, actually, UFC 293 on pay-per-view. However, before we get into that, we will tell you about two quick sponsors of the show, Rogue Energy and Elixir. Code style for both of those. 10% off. Rogue Energy. Keep me fueled up. Keep me going through my day. I, Angel, I didn't even tell you. I woke up early this morning, man. I worked out. I went to the store. All before we started filming. You know how I did that? With <laughs> Rogue Energy. <laughs> Code sound off at checkout. Wait, what time did you wake up then? I, I, I woke up at 6. 6.05. I needed that extra five minutes. I beat you, bitch. I woke up at 5. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Well, Angel, did you also have Rogue Energy this morning? Uh, not today. I did yesterday, funnily enough. Fake fan. Anyways, well, tomorrow he'll have Rogue Energy. <laughs> he will have Rogue... He, he has Rogue Energy every day but this morning. Josh, and, I have Rogue Energy circling through my brains every single I, day. I knew it. I knew it. You're all you're all loaded up on Rogue Energy, coursing through his veins. When he wakes up in the morning, Angel doesn't even drink it, guys. He puts a straight... No, I'm joking. I actually... He's I see it. I pull it I, I'm an Islam... I pull an Islam architect, dude. I, I see it. <laughs> For real, dude. Um, but you know what, though, Angel? You know why I needed that that uh, that rogue energy to keep me going? Because last night I spent all last night playing Starfield, using some Delta Ace from Elixir, <laughs> getting high and enjoying my time playing the new the new game. And uh, you guys should enjoy your time as well uh, with code sound off at elixir.com. Again, Delta Eight, Nine, Ten, HHC products get you really high, let you have a really fun time. Um, How is Starfield, by the way? Starfield's pretty fun, man. I'm I'm only like two hours in, but it's definitely. I thought I thought, it was, I, thought I heard there was some issues with it. I also thought I might have heard it was shit. I don't know. I heard some stuff was going on with it. There, the, for for every Bethesda game that'll come out, it doesn't matter, good, bad, until the end of time, people are gonna. There's gonna be like twenty percent of fans that bitch and moan just it because. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really fun game, but there's just a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of fans out there that are just uh, very, very uh, – they hold a grudge towards Bethesda for whatever reason. Uh, but in my experience so far, it's pretty fun. Is this one of the funner games you've played in recent time? Um, I'd say so. I haven't had much time to play. This is, this is, this is peeking the cornerback, you know, pulling the, pulling the curtain back a little bit. I basically have, like, no time to, like, play video games for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it's probably, like, the – I played Dead Island 2. I played that earlier this year, which is another RPG. I gotta hop on Baldur's Gate 3. I still gotta, I still gotta grab that one. By the way, Payday um, 3? You gonna be joining? Oh, dude, come on. You know I'm gonna play Payday 3. By the you way, I, I, I'm super happy at the price range that they put Payday 3 at, especially how game expensive, like, damn near like 80 bucks now, right? There's 79.99 or 69.99? Yeah, every, yeah. Which, by the way, I think that's bullshit. How did, how did not, how did nobody say anything? Oh, dude, I I noticed it, dude. I brought it up. I bring it up all the time. But dude, payday is like thirty nine ninety nine. I'm like, dude, that's cheaper than what games were when I was younger. And I remember being them like, I think I remember saying fifty nine ninety nine, forty nine ninety nine at one point, maybe yeah. way back when. It's hard to remember. Yeah. It's, it's been so long because for the longest time it was fifty nine ninety nine. But yeah, later this month, man, payday payday three. Well, holy fuck! I especially with the amount of content they dumped for payday two, there was oh. too much. There was so much. I mean, you couldn't even. 
I mean, you probably could if you were, we were playing it as it came out. I didn't have that fortune, but uh, I'll definitely be playing this day one, man. I'm super excited. I enjoy all the payday games. I, I never play them a, a lot, but I've always wanted to play them more. And definitely, as this one's coming out, I will be trying to splurge on that. But regardless, well, let's get into the show. Yeah, no, well, I mean, let's be honest, dude. I felt like we could have we could have spent a little a little time on this because UFC Paris Paris France. Uh, going down on Saturday. I don't think there's a whole lot to really say about uh, this card. Not a whole lot of fights of consequence. However, that main card was a lot of fun, and we'll start in the main event. Cyril Gon gets a second-round knockout win. Uh, basically, I'd say with the way we expected. I mean, Cyril well, I mean, showed his level as still a top-five heavyweight in his division. Sergey Spivak, anytime, still the case. Whenever he faces a top-tier heavyweight, it just doesn't go his way. Um, what do you think about Cyril Gaon getting the knockout win? I mean, what did, what did I say last week, Josh? I mean, this is to be the battle of recency bias. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you, you, you kind of take away to the extent, maybe reason results, it, it's not to discredit Sergey Spivak's you know growth and, and by the way, he's like 28, 29 as a heavyweight and has found himself in this position. You, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully, ideally in the future as he continues to grow, you'll we'll see him once again get to this similar spot where he's fighting a you know top three, top four kind of guy again, and maybe he'll find a different result. But this is what I expected, man, from, from Cyril God. I mean, this is, I mean, there's no other way I imagine a fight going outside of this. And, uh, I mean, you saw it. Cyril got it going, started coming forward, landing his shots, being patient, nothing, nothing looping, everything kind of down the middle. Uh, even saw the, did you see the Falcon punch on Twitter, Josh? <laughs> he charged up a shot. You're damn right I did. <laughs> that was a great edit. Whoever did that, shout out to you for even thinking about that. And, and, and Sergey, Cause like for a slight moment, like there was, there was very select spots where I thought he did certain, like I saw him get certain shots off on server. There was like maybe one exchange at the end of round one. And I was like, okay, well there's that. Maybe he can lead on, uh, that into more. But like I said, dude, he's not, if he's not the one coming forward and he's going backwards, the fight's going to be very bad. And I, and granted, like I always say, going, fighting backwards is significantly hard, harder than fighting going forwards. Um, not many people do it well. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it, you know, like I said, I, I mean, the results speak for themselves. Sorogon got a ball rolling, and uh, we got the finish we expected. Uh, and in France, kind of back uh, kind of back where we're at. Uh, didn't really get to see uh, Trigger really get a good – didn't attempt to what, – what do you attempt? Maybe like two or three takedowns, Josh? It really wasn't a lot. And they weren't even very good at that, if I remember no, right. No, he wasn't out there spamming, which is kind of what I expected him, honestly, to do. But he, had no. one, he had one attempt, Josh. Yeah. Wow. Surprising, yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, kind of, I don't want to say a standard performance, but it was definitely another. I feel like whenever he's in Paris, he kind of knows that he has to put on a show. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you, I mean, you have to, right? If you're fighting for your country, I mean, fighting for your country. Yeah, well, he also really needed to after his la- his you know, his loss to John, I'd say. Um, I thought he really needed a big one. And, hey, look, this 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 fit the bill, dude. I mean, Sergey Spivak is not the biggest name. But he is still a top 10 heavyweight, does have power, does have certain things that could have made this a, a, a tricky fight if he wasn't on his, his A game, which he was, obviously. Um, look, man, I, I'm just kind of, for Cyril Gaon, it's just, he's in a really weird spot. Um, and, and I don't think there's a whole lot to say about Sergei Spivak. He'll have to, you know, try and claw, you know, claw his way back to this position. He'll be fine, um, though. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's proven that he's good enough to beat the the bottom tier guys, like, of the top 15. Um, 
But for Cyril Gondu, like, what could even possibly be next? I mean, I think he's pretty firmly, I don't want to say locked out of the title picture, but he kind of is. I mean... For now. For now. I mean, I mean, he, it's heavyweight, man. I mean, he could go... They could get him to fight, you know, Tom Aspinall or Jalzen Almeida here soon, and, you know, that could get him right back in the picture in no time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe with Curtis Blades. I mean, shit, Blades could be Jalzen here in Brazil soon. Uh, there's time. I mean, I'm not. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. Um, opportunity will come through, and especially if uh, John does decide to retire after the Stipe fighter not very long from now, he can he can see himself in that position again in, in not very long time. And, and he's at the top too of heavyweight, which yeah, I mean we'll, we'll constantly joke about. You know, it's it doesn't take much to get to the title if you're you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and obviously given what's going to happen in November, where John and or Stipe could and could. Yeah, they should. They could both retire. You know what I mean? Could you um, imagine dual retirement in MSG? I wouldn't even be surprised. I wouldn't even be surprised, man. I'm surprised they even got him to to book those two guys against each other after waiting for like you know a year and a half of talking about it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. I'm with that. But um, yeah. I mean, for Cyril Gane, I don't know if I'll say impressive performance, exactly what he needed at the right time, and uh, excited to see what he does next. Uh, granted, I don't. I don't necessarily think he's anywhere close to a title shot. He's going to keep his place up in the rankings, and shit, dude. I mean, they. I guess he's going to become their, the guy that always fights in France, I guess. You know what I mean? They could probably book him again, his next fight probably in France again, against potentially the winner of Ty Suivasa or Zagner Volkov. I mean, shit, he already fought Volkov. You already fought Ty, so. Well, that, well, that's the problem, though. That's kind of what I'm saying. Is he's kind of locked out because like he's fought everybody already. That's what I'm saying. I think I think he's gonna fight like a new gen. That's why I brought up Almeida and Aspinall. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll shit. They may do Aspinall. They may just say like, "Yo, fuck you, Cyril." Like, <laughs> good luck with another dude who can grapple, bro. Like, <laughs> but hey, man, that's part of the game. I mean, yeah, he, yeah, he, he is getting trial by fire too. You know, he's not gonna avoid it. They can't no, avoid he's it. Not. Yeah, man. Um, I think we should go ahead and move on because admittedly, I'm more. I kind of want to talk more about like the co-main event and also a certain guy on the main card uh, than, than anything else on this card. Uh, the co-main event saw Manet Faro defeat Rose Nama Yunus 30 27, 29 28, 29 28. Rose Nama Yunus broke air. Her, let me myself, dislocated her pinky finger. And do you see the picture of it? Yeah. Angel? Fucking horrifying, dude. Just, just really bad. Uh, that's Thug Rose's second loss in a row. Uh, Trevor Whitman wasn't in the corner. There was a lot of controversy about that. A lot of people blaming Pat Barry, which he said was not the case. Was not Pat's fault. What do you think about all this? It was, I thought it was a very bad weekend for Rose Nami Yunus, to put it lightly. Yeah, I mean, definitely you could see there was a, a strength disadvantage. Uh, you could tell that Rose, when she got hit, there was a, a lot of uh, reacting, a lot of kind of getting pushed back. Uh, whereas where she threw, she wasn't getting kind of the same effect. She did throw some decent shots there at the end of the third, which kind of gave me kind of a little bit of hope. And kind of, I was like, damn, only if this came a little sooner for her. Mm-hmm. Um, credit to Manon, though, sticking to her plan, did what she had to do. I mean, it was kind of a... Yeah, well, it, was a little, it was a little underwhelming as a whole. I mean, I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Um, I thought that for Man and Faroe, I kind of expected this. Like, like, it, like we, it, was, it was good on Man and part. Right, but even then, but it I didn't expect her to take. I did not expect her to um, open up and try and go for a finish, even though Rose was was fighting hurt and 
it, I, I, it wasn't as dominant as I would have wanted, but at the same time, I wasn't very surprised. At the top level, she's shown that she's not a finisher, even though Rose was hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, no, but, it sounds like you're a little bit disappointed with Manifor Rose kind of performance. No, I just, I thought with how it was looking, it was going to be even more, you know, she was going to be able to get, I like, I thought if she was going to find success, it was going to be even more impressive than it was. I mean, she did what she had to do. You know, there's there's no discrediting that. I was just kind of like, okay. I mean, it was just it was just all right. It was good. You, you got the job done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, and on top of that, Rose ended up not uh not having the best showcasing either, giving the I believe the best that she could have. So I think it was kind of a combination of all of that that kind of kind of left me a little underwhelmed. I I wanted more out of this fight for both of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rose still could have lost, and I still could have came out of it like, holy shit, Rose has potential at this weight class, and. uh and vice versa for Manon or whatever. However, whatever that is kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, I just expected more out of both of these gals, and it kind of, I don't know, it's kind of disappointed in the fight. Um, regardless, though, for Manon, I mean, she, she's still trucking along, man, right there in the title picture, conversations with her and Aaron Blanchfield. Are they going to fight? Valentina Grasso rematch? <laughs> if, if Valentina wins, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um but they asked Dana, and it seemed like Dana didn't even have, like, a, an exact answer yet either. So what do you think they're going to do, Josh? Yeah, I mean, I think – I don't know if this is necessarily the right thing to do. Um, but this fight was not very satisfying. Like you said, this is going to sound a little bit a little bit, a little bit, bit crazy to you, Angel. I think they should do the um, – they got to get Aaron Blanchfield the title shot. I've, I've been very, very clear on that, especially after this fight. Like, I don't see how you could give it to uh, Manon. I don't think anybody was very, very impressed that Rose is fighting hurt. Honestly, dude, I think you just say fuck it. You book Aaron Blanchfield uh, versus the winner of Shevchenko versus Grasso too, and then you also just book a rematch between Manon for Rowe and Rose Namajunas. Rose has already called for it. Um, there was the injury. It does kind of make sense. And also looking at the rest of that division, you know, Talia Santos just fought. I, I, I think that would be a fun fight with Mana Faro, but just fought. I don't think she'll be back. Um, I mean, I just think it makes somewhat logical sense. But what, what do you think? I mean, obviously, given the state of 125, I mean, how, about, how would you book this kind of, kind of current situation? I mean, it all depends what happens with Grosso and Shevchenko. I think that's a big thing. Because if Grosso wins, I feel like Shevchenko has to fight one of those two gals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think ideally the UFC would probably go the the Faroe Shevchenko route if that were to be the case, and they would want uh, Blanchfield in the Grosso uh, championship matchup if, if it went Grosso's way. I think if Valentina wins, funny enough, I could see a delay in that matchup, and they then making Grosso versus uh, Blanchfield instead, mm. rather than giving a straight shot to Blanchfield. For some reason, they could they could just you know how the UFC is, but I could see him delaying it. If not, and granted. Another scenario is they could give Blanchfield a straight shot of shot for row fights Grosso, which is yeah. which is by the way by the way for row Grosso is is like the least interesting matchup out of all of these. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say you didn't even bring it up. Um, what do you think about a potential trilogy between Grosso and Shevchenko? Do you think they might book that? Obviously, it depends on yeah. It depends on how the fight goes, but I can see him doing it. I mean, they could Faro versus Blanchfield. They could, but I don't think they will. I don't think they will because I think they've actually they see the value in Blanchfield. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, yeah. I hope they don't. Let me be clear. Like, I, I really hope that they. Don't. I, I, I don't think they'll go the trilogy route, especially if Shevchenko wins. I think though, if anything, they'll keep Grasso close though, 
rip like they'll keep her in the mix though, even if she does lose. That's what I'm saying. I think if she is to lose, no matter what, she'll fight Blanchfield or Faroe in you know within that time period there to try to get her back to the title shot. Word. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, regardless of what happens, there's going to be a lot. They can't really go wrong, I think, in this situation. There's, there's, there's many fun things they can do. It's just don't fuck it up, I guess. I, 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 don't, I don't think they will. Funny enough, I think they'll, they'll somehow make it work. Yeah. That means. But like I said, it's, I, I like, and, and we talked about this back when uh, Talia Vlantico went down. I think it's all, you know, it's hyper-dependent still what's going to happen here in a week with uh, Shevchenko Grosso because that's going to be a big a big change of pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, if, like I said, if Grosso is, is to win, I could see them doing a fucking Blanchfield, you know, Shevchenko matchup main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, something crazy like that. Holding out. I could see that as well, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, look, I think we spent enough time on this this particular fight, but look, there's so many good things they can do at Women's 125 right now. It's just making the right fights. Um, and if, the, if they'll actually follow through. But Angel, dude, we got we to shout him out. The God of War, Angel. The God of War. Benoit St. Donnie's, dude. I mean, I, I, I talked about him. I called, I shouted him out all the way back you know, before his debut in, in October 2021, I said this kid has the real – he's the real deal. He's very entertaining. All wins by coming by the way of finish. Lost that night to Ilizu Zaleski dos Santos. It was a war. Up, up a weight class, though, 155 or who's fighting at 170. Yeah, exactly. Up a weight class. And dos Santos is a pretty good guy himself. You know, he's, he's not garbage by any metric. Since then, dude. Benoit St. Denis, four wins in a row, all via finish. He gets fight against Tiago Moises on Saturday, fight of the night, gets a second-round win. How impressed were you? This guy, I, I don't think he's going to be a champion, but I think he's clearly shown that he is in that. He's going to be a problem, but also he, he has the potential to be like one of the most entertaining guys in the promotion, I feel like. You know, it, you're, you might take my answer wrong here. You might take it out of, it might sound a little out of context. I was not impressed at all, but not because – it wasn't good, but because this is what I thought was going to happen. Uh, um, I, I knew that fight had potential to be like fight of the night or at least a banger, ended up being a banger. I, um, and my pickums that I do for verdict every week, week to week, not sponsored. <laughs> I picked, uh, uh, I picked him to win and I had to put money on him and I was like, okay, I don't know why, but I have a feeling this is going to go this direction and I'm very confident in it for some reason and I don't know why. I, I had felt like that that whole week. Even mm-hmm. though I didn't think there was some danger in the matchup, that one was could pose some trouble. Obviously, very talented jiu-jitsu player. But at the same time, Denise has shown some, you know, formability there and some potential there. I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm feeling this way. And uh, it ended up paying out for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, man. I mean, that is kind of... What I also expected to happen was Benoit saying that he needs to pull off the win. Uh, I was not shocked at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm very, I was very, uh, I've been impressed with his current win streak, I guess is what I'd say. Um, his win over Ismail Bafim in July was kind of the big one, I feel like, for a lot of people. Because um, Bafim brothers are fucking, you know, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great prospect in his own right. Um, so yeah, man, I, I think that huge win for him. Excited to see what he does move forward. Um, also got a shout out my guy on the main card, Vulcan Uzdemir, dude, no time, no time out here welcoming a guy to the UC who I believe we looked through it last week, uh, or the very least you did, you said like all the wins coming by way of finish for this guy, 
Ends up getting knocked down. Ends up getting submitted in the first, dude. Vulcan's back on track. So uh, happy to see that, man. Um, as far as the UC Paris card, uh, which fighters, which fight do you most want to talk about that? Oh, man. We have to highlight William Gomez, dude, with <laughs> with the body kick finish, sick sequence to end the round, around the fight, I should say. Um, actually, I'm mixing it up. Was that the one that was a fucked up call? I think so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Morgan. Morgan Shiri against Manolo Zicchini. We got, we do got to talk about the fuck up on the William Gomez jet. It wasn't a fuck up. It was, it was, it was actually the fighter's fault, right? If I remember it. I, I technically, but it was just a weird situation in general. That was a weird situation in general. I, I, I wouldn't want to talk about it, but I just, I remember I was kind of distracted. It was all going down, but I realized, I, I heard about it after the fact and, and kind of how it all went down. Still odd. Regardless of Morgan, I think it's Morgan Shirey. I, I heard it pronounced in the broadcast. Sick body kick finish. Uh, went to the body twice, man. Uh, painful as fuck. Uh, at first, I'm not gonna lie though, Josh. Like, I saw the record. I was like 18 and nine. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna assume yet. And I was like, his, 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 uh, most of his losses, I believe, come the way of decision. He's only ever been finished once in his career, I believe. Uh, so he's a tough guy to get out of there. Nevertheless, though, I'm interested. Uh, 27 years old and he already has dim, this many fights under his belt. Uh, almost 30 fights under him. Uh, and I think he even had like a, a sh- uh, like a, not a, like had like one-off like exhibitions, like custom kind of rule fights throughout his career too. So, I don't know. I don't know if he's a future contender or anything like that. Um, but definitely interested to see where he could take his career from here on out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. I mean, he, he, that was a huge win. Excited to see what he can go ahead and do. Um, I believe the pronunciation was pretty fine as well. Um, I know you mentioned that, so sound good. I took I took like three years of French, didn't really pay attention at all whatsoever in it, but uh, that sounds good to me. Um, good good enough, right? Good enough, yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is a fun card, dude. It was a fun card. Uh, Zara Farron, got to think that's it for her in the UFC. RIP right? Women's One Forty Five. Angel, I'm not sure we noticed they did take it off the UFC's rankings. Officially, it's officially gone. Yeah, now they never had anybody ranked there to begin with, but they didn't did take away. The, yeah, they took away the the text that said women's one forty five or whatever, uh, where there would have been rankings. Yeah, I mean, never die. Yeah, women's one forty five never die. Only, but in our hearts, in our hearts, will never die. Uh, Angelusa and Reese McKee putting on a fun fight. Reese McKee back. Obviously, this is his first fight back uh, lost, since resigned yeah. to UC. Unfortunate loss, but it is what it is. Uh, Jocelyn Edwards. Coming up short, interesting fight. It's Nora Kunal on the undercard. And then Fari Barshrod, I also got to uh, shout him out. Submitting Clayton Rodriguez in the first round. Fari Barshrod turned into a, an interesting guy, man. Interesting guy. Only 26 years old, still undefeated, lots of room for growth. Um, and getting his, I believe, second or third win of the year. So, Sam and his brother, fighting a lot of success. Yeah, there you go. So. So I see what they can go do moving forward. However, Angel, I think it's about time to crack into the the real the real meat and potatoes of this week. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By that, it, I mean let's be honest. It's not that great of a favorite card. Actually, probably the worst one uh, of the year if we're going just purely. Basic. I mean, I still think it'll be fun. They have good matchups. Those name value wise, though, pretty weak. 
say, hey, somebody's got to be the worst. And I think it's I think it's his card. Um, right. But that being said, <laughs> someone someone has to take that title this year. It was going to happen at some point. Yeah, it has to happen to somebody, unfortunately. Um, that being said, in the main event, you have UC 293 going down from the Puedos Bank Arena in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia. Israel Adesonia captured, or excuse me, recaptured the middleweight gold against Alex Bahia in April. He's 287 by knockout. He then taunted and stunted on those kids. And then he's taking <laughs> on Sean Strickland, riding a two-fight winning streak. They kind of gave him a bit of a gimme against Abu Smagomedov back in July. Granted, um, though, Abu seemed somewhat interesting, but then his, you know, how he really was. Really he looked exposed. really good for, like, the first two minutes, I'd say. Yeah. But, hey, you know, not everybody can have Sean Strickland cardio. So it is what it is. Um, yeah, man. Sean Strickland, we know the story here. Very active. Uh, fights at a, at a, you know, heavy pace. Beating some good names. But even then, if you look at his record, I mean, what's what would you say is, is his best win? Probably Uriah Hall, maybe? Brendan, Brendan Allen? Brendan Allen has aged very well. Yeah. I mean, he's still... But he hasn't really faced a top-level guy. And so that's why... Admittedly, into this fight, uh, he's a massive underdog. So, Andrew, I will ask, do you, do you, what do you think about this one? Do you think that there's a chance that Sean Strickland can walk out of the octagon as UFC champion on uh, on Saturday? No, not at all. <laughs> but I'm here for the buildup. I mean, look, there's very few times, and I mentioned this, Josh, where I was 100% sure about certain fights, where there was no shadow of a doubt within me, and this is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um but as far as what Sean can do, I mean, look, there's things that I think he could do. Will he do them, though? That's another story. And uh, like I mentioned to you earlier today, I was watching the Dan Hardy, like, full, like, fighter true breakdown that he does. And it only makes it ever more so clear that, you know, there is only one path, one direction this fight's probably going to go. And even then, I mean, and what was another thing that I even heard mention? He's like, uh, if you were to take the Alex Behaf fight out of the equation, like, it never happened. Does your opinion, you know, change somewhat? And it it does, I think, to an extent, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously, I think that fight happening didn't help uh, Sean's kind of case and, you know, kind of how he looks going into this fight. It doesn't favor him at all. Um, It makes him look very, very bad going into this. But uh, the one thing about Sean is I think he – the the way he strikes and the way he strikes are very different in the way they kind of – he closes distance – the kind of way he wants to fight is significantly different than Izzy. I think he can find success maybe in that very short boxing range, but I don't think it will happen. I don't even think he'll ever get that close to Izzy. Izzy's footwork is too good to even allow that to happen, I think. Um, Sean could wrestle, and Sean does have a, a you know, jiu-jitsu black belt, I believe, and has a wrestling game that doesn't come out a lot. Uh, probably only comes out during sparring with his, uh, when his teammates do decide to wrestle him, but I'm sure that's his least favorite day ever yeah. in practice. And, um, I mean, look, unless he's fading some takedowns, pressuring Izzy to the cage, closing him there, attempting some takedowns, trying to wear on him, trying to use his cardio, I don't see, uh, and even then, I don't see him following this gameplay. I don't think that's in him to do this. Yeah. Which is, and that's just who he is. So, and that's not going to change. Whereas Izzy, he has many, his, his path of victory is very clear. You know, he has, his lateral movement is great, his setups are good, his kicks, uh, they're gonna confuse Sean. It'll make him put him. He'll 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 put his hands up in the wrong spot because he won't know if it's coming low or high. <laughs> like, and, and I'm telling you, man, I think I think that you 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 would make your most money if you literally bet 
how is he going to finish this fight? You know, is it a big question mark kick? You know, head KO, TKO. I mean, Izzy's joked about or joked about getting a, a submission this fight, but I actually don't think he'll he'll end up doing that. I think it's just more kind of a, a you know, put it in Sean's mind, get it rattling a little bit. Kind of a very small kind of mental warfare. It isn't like a big thing, but it's it's out there. Regardless, though, Josh, I think it will be and still <laughs> on this yeah. Saturday night. Uh, Josh, I will be shell shocked. I mean, yeah. this will be the greatest. This, Josh, I, I you know how I, I made an argument for Juliana Pena being the biggest upset in UFC history. Actually, I probably still put that ahead of of Sean Izzy. It's not yeah. like tied. I I probably tie those. This would be like right up there. Yeah, and it makes sense, dude. It makes sense. Because, um, and by the way, I think it's kind of crazy that Sean Strickland, according to Bet MGM, not sponsored, not sponsored, not sponsored. Don't have any sponsors, any betting sponsors. So, uh, thank you, Josh. Thank you. For I guess it doesn't on. matter if I sh- if I if I bring them up though. Um, not sponsored, but yeah, Bet MGM has Sean Strickland as a plus four fifty. I feel like the odds should be like minus one thousand. Like Izzy Izzy is a minus six fifty. I feel like it should be bigger than that. I agree with you. I think I think I'm on the same boat. But you know, it's MMA, right? I think that's kind of like the thing that probably makes these these bookies and and people in Vegas kind of hesitant, right? Because yeah. I mean, theoretically, yeah. theoretically, is they could go out there and throw a leg kick, and you know, we get a Chris Weidman situation, and accidentally somehow Sean Strickland becomes UFC champ. You know? Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Look, I'm gonna go ahead and take uh, Izzy to get the win here. I think he's gonna do it relatively easily. I think, like you mentioned, Sean Strickland. I think there could be a pe- very, very slim, and everything would have to go right. But I think you could argue there's like a path to victory somewhere in there for him, you know? Pushing him up against the fence, you know, trying to wrestle, you know, not – I mean, but here's the problem. Like you mentioned, he's not going to do those things. So it's like, you know, if like it's not it's not going to go well. Uh, I, th- I think Izzy's going to beat him relatively easily. Um, I think he'll probably win via finish – Partially also because, you know, there was a couple of there, there was like three fights there, three or four fights there where he was winning by decision. People were kind of calling him boring. And I think he's also very well aware of how much, because dude, I know that over the last couple of months, like, Israel Adesanya has become, like, he was already a star, but like, dude, he's like, I think right he now he's case, peak. He's arguably the best star in MMA. Like, I think he made the case. That, that, him or Sean O'Malley? Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I think Izzy with a win, and especially a big one, an exciting one that would only raise his star power more, so I think that's exactly what's going to happen. However, I will ask you, he gets on that mic. Angel, I don't – call me crazy. I don't think he calls out DDP. I, you know, it's funny because I heard other people mention this. They're like, he's probably going to he, call – Yeah. I mean, he's going to fight him. He doesn't have to call him out. I mean, that fight is going to happen. Probably. Well, Dana, Dana didn't commit to it whenever he was asked about it. He said that he hates when the guy, whenever guys don't take fights. So DDP may need to fight another one. But, but let's be honest, Josh, who else are they going to give it to? I mean, granted, though, I mean, they kind of just put Sean in this position, right? So, dude, clearly he's not a shit out of anybody and just. <laughs> but, but realistically, though, yeah. I, I think DDP is the correct choice and that's what they should do in an incinerating fight and it'll build up on its own. I think it'd be a. There, there's no reason for them not to do that, even if Drew just had. You know his injury or whatever that happened, or if he didn't want to take it because it was too soon. Uh, yeah, no, I mean I, I don't see the logic in that on their part. But granted, you know, like the UFC does what the UFC wants. But it, it, there's no, in my eyes, there's no reason not to do it. You know, you have a guaranteed main event, you have a guaranteed buildup. The story's writing itself. You put it, you have to put in minimal effort, like you already have been for all your other pay per views. So. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, I was gonna say I think maybe light heavyweight though. Like I, I, I could, I don't, I, I could see him saying like, "Hey, it's it's dependent uh, on a big announcement." Maybe. You know what I'm, you know what I'm talking about. I do. No. But no, I think I think he'll stick around at 85 for a little bit longer. Maybe two 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 more fights. Two 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 three more fights. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, we'll have to see moving forward how that goes. But yeah, like I said, final pick. Uh, final verdict is he's going to get it done on Saturday. Um, Coleman event is interesting. It's not the normal, uh, I don't think it's a top tier heavyweight, like, you know, pay per view Coleman event, but it is a solid fight. Alexander Volkov running a two fight winning streak, knocked out Alexander Rogonov, knocked out Yarzina Rosa Strike in the first. Obviously, we know, we know the deal here with Vol- whenever, whenever Alexander Volkov's fighting, we know the deal, all right? At least now, <laughs> you know. He's he's kind of beefed up. He's added some muscle. He hits harder now. He's been scoring a couple first round finishes, trying to get back to that title contention spot. Um, t- taking on Ty Tuivasa, who has lost two in a row. This is a bad matchup for Ty. I'm very surprised they gave him this fight in Australia. But hey, man. I mean, currently he's a, he's a two to one underdog. Do you think he can pull off the upset on Saturday? I mean, look, he, I think he could. I, I just don't think it will happen. And it's not like Ty is any stranger to fighting tall, big guys. I mean, he's a he's a shorter heavyweight. He's been fighting a heavyweight his whole career, I believe. And uh, I look, to kind of reference him fighting another tall guy, he did all the right things against Stefan Stroop when he fought Stefan Stroop. Granted, mm-hmm. though, at that point, Stefan Stroop was heading his career, and he sent Stefan Stroop into retirement. And mm-hmm. I remember going into that fight, I was like, well, the things he needs to do is he's going right Right at Stephen Stroop, right up in his growing. He did. The issue is, I don't think he'll be able to do that as easily with Volkov. I don't think Volkov will allow that. Uh, I think he will be, I think Volkov probably, well, probably uses his range, range better than what Stephen Stroop did at that time and currently. And obviously Volkov is finding a lot of a uh, success and still experimenting with weight and messing with it. I mean, he's weighed anywhere from 265 in his last five fights to as low as 256, which granted, I mean, it's only like 10 pounds, but Regardless, we've seen physical changes within him. We've seen some evolutions in him. And, and recently, I mean, he's found two finishes in a row, like you said. And, uh, and for, and for his most of his UFC career, he's kind of been kind of all over the place. Got finished, split decision. You know, we haven't seen any submissions, sadly, in the UFC. Um, only one in Bellator back in the day. But I mean, I expect Volkov to win this, man. And obviously for Ty, I mean, that'll be very devastating. That'll be three in a row, probably all be a finish. Uh, and credit to him, man, because he had a nice good little run going there in 2020, leading up into 2022, and then he fought Cyril Gaon, and man, even then he gave he gave Cyril Gaon a good look, man. You got to give credit where credit's due, but he's also finding a guy who gave Cyril Gaon, a, I'd say, a relatively decent fight, took him to distance, and didn't get finished. And numbers wise, at least good looked somewhat decent out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, you mentioned that you know Ty Tuivasa, a smaller heavyweight, he's used to fighting, you know bigger guys, but this is just a step too far, probably, I think. Um, Volkov's one of the biggest guys, one of the biggest heavyweights, you know, period. You know, he also fought Stroop, funny enough, fought Stephen Stroop himself, also won by knockout. Um, in the tallest fight ever, so. Jesus. Um, yeah. But uh, anyways, man, yeah, I, I'm going to take Andre Volkov to get, the, get it done, man. I think Tyson Vasa will have moments. I think he'll get try and get up in his grill. I just don't think that's going to work as well against a guy of this stature and just this good. And also, Volkov, man, you can say what you want. 
I definitely think he's improved a lot over the last couple of years. He's suffered losses, but that's not to say that he has not improved massively. I was thinking he hits much harder now, like you mentioned. He's proactive, uh, man. He, he he tries to get better, and it's weird because he's one of those guys who's not a lower end heavyweight. He's not necessarily at the top. He's he's a I feel like to an extent he's a gatekeeper of the top five, which yeah. isn't a bad spot to be in because if he can break through that, he's right there with the rest. Yeah, there are much worse places to be, you know. Um, he's than, not a, than he's not a middle of a pack guy. He can't say that. I don't think he no. can. No, he's not. But. Uh, I will say that I'm yeah, I'm excited to see him back, and I like that he's been getting more finishes, man. Because it's easy to kind of forget, but when he first came came into the UFC, he had a couple of you know eh decisions, you know, like he came in, he should have lost to Tim Johnson. He had that fight with Roy Nelson, which wasn't very impressive. He, he knocked out Struve and Verdun, but they were a million years old, you know. He he suffered a couple of losses. He went to the decision with Greg Hardy and Ty Bora and so on and so forth. So there's been moments where he's not really like risen to the occasion. I think he will on Saturday. I, th- I actually th- think he's going to get a finish in this one. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited to see him back, and hopefully and this will be a fun fight. You know, I don't think Ty, Ty is going to go out easy regardless, especially in his, you know, home country. Um, next up on the main card, this one's disappointing just because we had uh, Kai Car France fall out of this one. Uh, Manel Cape running a three-fight winning streak. Star boy, we know the story now. Ranked num- ranked inside the top ten. Former Ryzen champion taking on Felipe dos Santos coming here on short notice. Like I mentioned, seven and zero out of Brazil. Only twenty-two years old, making his UC de- debut. Uh, Manel Cape is obviously a huge favorite on this one. What do you think about this fight? I mean, look, he's fighting a young, hungry Korean coming out of that pseudo boxer gym in Brazil, uh, where, you know, the, all, all those guys have dyed their hair blonde, as you've seen, and, and we've kind of seen kind of the success has been coming out of that gym. He's 22 years young. He's a wild, fun striker. Uh, he was supposed to fight on the Contender Series late last month. Didn't end up happening. One of his opponents got directly signed to UFC because I think they needed a short notice opponent. And then his opponent, he still showed up, made weight for his fight, but his opponent had a botched weight cut. So, I think I think it was what last week, maybe two weeks ago, he had to turn back around. He flew to Vegas, he flew from Brazil to Vegas to make weight, made weight, didn't get to fight. He got called up for this fight, which is three weeks later, or two and a half weeks later, however it was, and is flying to Australia, already there, and had and is trying to and has to make weight again this Friday. It's in a tough spot, but he's young, so I think he'll be able to do it. Um... He has seven fights, but and he's never fought anybody of any sort of relevance or kind of a, a guy who's even known or been in any kind of major promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's in the test spot, man. He's being pressured. He he has the greatest opportunity right here, being on a pay per view, being in Australia, potentially taking out this ranked guy who's ranked never somebody in a flight weight division. Uh, I just don't think he's gonna get it done. I think he's gonna lose to Manel Cape, who's uh experienced, is a veteran. But granted, we've also seen Manel Cape fall short by his own demise. Uh, I don't think that'll be the issue. He's kind of, these last three fights kind of got him together. Realized, hey man, I need to put myself out there. I need to get these wins. And he's been, he's been trying to fight for the longest time, Josh, because he was supposed to fight Alex Perez at the start of the year. Perez had medical issues. Fight didn't happen. He's supposed to fight Davison. Davison was not medically clear to fight. He's supposed to fight Kai this month. He had an opponent change, and they gave him an opponent finally. He got Felipe Dos Santos. So he has a tourist vacation here. Get this finish and be like, yeah, guys, I'm fucking tired of waiting. I need to fight. I want that title. 
<laughs> so I expect Manel Cape here to come yeah. out and have a, a stellar performance against a young kid. But granted, this kid has nothing to lose. Uh, that's a scary man, man. A man without fear is, is something to be uh, worried about when it comes, especially in a pro fight. I agree. I agree. And look, this poor, this poor fucking guy, like you mentioned, has had so many cancel fights. I think he's going to go out there and make a statement. Um, like you mentioned, this, you know, this kid's fighting. You know, he's not, he's not afraid. He has nothing to fear. You know, I, I think it's just going to lead to a faster knockout, man. Just, just to, just to fuck you up, Josh. Manil Cape is fighting someone our age. I know that no, that kind of fucks me up. Yeah, but not as, not that much. Manil Cape is fighting someone we literally could have gone to high school with. Yeah, that's crazy. I think he's going to knock out him. You get to get a knockout of a guy we could have gone to high school with. That's for sure. Um, I think he's probably going to finish him, man. I think. I think Manel Cape. He's so fucking good. Um, and it took to him a while. Yeah, it took him a while, but now he's here. You know, and I don't think he's going to let this this opportunity slip. You know. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm excited to see him back. On the main card, next up, we got a bit of a weird rematch between Justin Toffa and Austin Lane. Uh, Justin Toffa, we know the story. Uh, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Um, you know, interesting guy came to UFC with, I don't want to say hype, but like, he, they thought he could be an exciting guy and he's turned into be exactly that. Two wins in a row, Harry Hunsucker, Parker Porter, and then he faced Austin Lane earlier this year. Got eye poked like 19 seconds in. Austin Lane, uh, former Dana White Contender Series guy, previously lost to Greg Hardy. What do, what do you think with this fight, man? I think, I think this one, somebody's going to sleep in this one, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, except I think that person's just the top of who's going to sleep, and I think Austin Lane's about to knock out just the top because he got fucking eye poked. Really? Yeah. You're taking you're taking uh, Austin Lane for I guess I don't know the odds on this one. Just the top is the favorite. You're taking Austin Lane for the upset. I ain't taking Austin Lane for the upset. I think he'll he'll surprise a lot of people, man. He's made a lot of improvements in his career. Um, he's hyper athletic, obviously bigger. And uh, I think he's gonna get a finish here. It's it's a tough call, man. It's, it's like like someone said, dude. It's unranked heavyweights. It's an unranked MMA heavyweight fight. What is, anything can fucking happen. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take him. Or I'm gonna go ahead and take me. I'm gonna take Justin uh, Justin if to get the win. I, I like Austin Lane. Uh, I just haven't been that impressed because I've seen a couple of his regional fights. Like I watched his fight with Juan Adams. Uh, I want to say last year, or the year before. Uh, where he beat him for the for like the F, the Fury FC uh, title heavyweight title. So like, I've seen the recent fights. I haven't been that impressed. Uh, I think Justin Taffa is a harder hitter. I think he is the more clean guy in the field. So I think he's probably gonna get a win. Um, opening up the main card, Tyson Pedro, uh, who had that really really long layoff, missed four years of his career. Uh, and I'm coming back with a couple of big knockout wins. Lost to Medeus uh, Bukakis in February. And he will now return to take on Anton Turkolage. Uh, eight and two. Came into the contender series because where else did they sign him? And uh, he has lost two in a row. Jailton Almeida, he got murked. Although that doesn't really matter much. And Victor Petrino. Uh, what do you think of this one, man? I think I like Tyson Pedro a lot. Anton uh, Turkolage has only lost to... Really good dudes in the UFC. What do you think of this fight, man? Man, this is a weird one, man, because last time out, Tyson Pedro just didn't didn't seem like Tyson Pedro, and I don't know what to contribute that to. Uh, getting Modesto Buscacus, because obviously he's a tough out. He, he drew out the fight. Uh, but I felt like, I don't know if there was some condition issues, some weight cut issues. 
But when I saw Tyson Pedro in there, it didn't seem like Tyson Pedro. Whatever you want to take out of that or however you want to construct that in your head. It's just personally how I felt. Uh, he's taking on a tough guy uh, who I know record-wise and kind of recent fight-wise, maybe it, it doesn't look good because he fought a Victor Petrino who very recently started fighting MMA. Is He's just heavily relying on his athleticism right now, but it has potential and could be molded into something something special, I think. And then obviously Jonathan Amada, which was at a catch weight, and we obviously we've seen what he's gone on to do now at heavyweight and kind of success he has. Um, Anton, uh, I wouldn't say initially good wrestler, but grindy wrestler. He's willing to attempt a lot of takedown. He's really to work for it. Has some flying knees in there. Turns out that uh, Swedish gym that has Chemayev and all those guys in there. I can't think of all of them off the top of my head. So definitely not sure on a tough, uh, tough. Uh, of training partners. A long amateur career. He had something like 13, 14 AME fights. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of 50-50, man. I mean, if Tyson Pritchard shows up and kind of shows us what he, the kind of ability he has, I can see him winning this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anton Trukralodge comes in here and does something as well. Uh, I don't, I, if, if you go either way, Josh, I wouldn't be surprised. Anybody, if, if you try to convince me Anton's the right pick or Tyson Pritchard, I wouldn't agree with you. I've been on the edge of this one. I'm going to lean Tyson Pedro, but I wouldn't be surprised if Anton Trekalodge wins this one. Yeah, that's about how I feel about it, man. Um, I'm very kind of conflicted on this. I, I probably... I'm going to go Pedro, probably. I think probably just more experience at the top level, you know? Um, and and Anton and Trekalodge, granted, he's, got, he's faced two good guys. But I don't remember him having much success or even be competitive or, or showing much that's worthwhile in those losses. Um, so, yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Tyson Pedro. Uh, but it could easily go the other way. I would not be surprised if it did. Nonetheless, man, um, this, this card, you know, the prelims are, you know, the prelims. What do you, what do you, what advice most will talk about this card? Like I mentioned at the, up at the top, it is pretty, pretty bare, but there are some fun ones. I mean, for me, man, the guys who I think should have been on the main card, Carlos Ober, Dung on Jung, Carlos Ober kind of, kind of finding his, his footing in, in the UFC, man, getting a, getting on a little win streak here. Won his last four. Obviously he did have that slip up against Kennedy and Jawuku anywhere. He was looking good in that first round. Then you go into the second and he tired just settled in and, Everything went south, so he could honestly. I mean, it's we're not that far from a potential five and no Carlos Orborg going into this in his UFC tenure. Uh, but like I said, he's kind of advantage to bring it back together, get some wins, get some wins over some guys who have a fair bit of experience in MMA as well. And not just that, but actually finishing these guys. He's thirty-two. He's fighting in a in a light heavyweight division where if you're able to string some wins together, man, you you'll be right there in the rankings and you can make yourself. Especially one that needs new faces and, and a guy who's very, you know, easily marketable. Good looking guy. You know, gotta give respect where respect is due, man. And has a, obviously a good, uh, kickboxing game that we've seen. And, you know, and, and it's not a surprise, especially coming in the city. Literally the city kickboxing gym. Um, and then the other one, man, I think it could be fight of the night. Jack Jenkins versus Chepe Mariscal has fight of the night written all over it for me, Josh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough, man. Fair enough. I mean, you, you mentioned a couple of guys, um, in like, the Carlos Olberg, the Carlos Olberg fight, I cannot believe they did not put that on the main card. They, they really dropped the ball right there because that that could have been a showcase. But just or Jung 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 has gone in the last, gone a, you know. Yeah, I mean, hey, he's got you know he's 
still relatively young enough to improve. You know, he can't. I, I remember thinking that at one point in time maybe he could do some things. You know, um, he hasn't lately. You know, he's riding a two fight win streak. But hey, dude, like I'm very surprised that they didn't put uh, our boy on there, dude. Carlos Lobert, he's a fucking model. <laughs> he's a fucking model who like delivers knockouts like they're nothing, man. I mean, I don't know how you how you don't want to put that guy on your main card, but uh. Shit, dude, his, that fight on the prelims will be a lot of fun. Um, Jimmy Malarkey, John McDessie should be fun. John McDessie making a very, like, you don't think about it. He's one of those guys that I think could be around, like, long-term. It'd be like like a a guy that's, like, ends up being a longest-tenured guy. Does that, you know what I mean? Like, been around since 2010. You don't think about it. UFC 124, over a decade, about to be going. Next year, it'll be year 14, man, so... We'll see how much longer John McDessie can keep can uh, keep around in the UFC, man. To give people an idea, he fought Anthony Injaquani, who's no longer in the UFC, and now his Injaquani's brother is fighting in the UFC. Yeah, his younger brother, Chitty Injaquani. So, yeah. There you go. Um, and the guy that he lost, that he last fought, Nash Brown-Hackbrass, will return on this one, um, taking on Landy Quinones. Yeah, I mean, Mike Mattia is going to be fighting um, on the early, early prelims. Blood Diamond, he's back, so that'll be fun. Let's see what he um, can do, man. Let's see if he can kind of get, get one back in there. See if he can and also, a an interesting signing that happened recently, Kiefer Crosby out of Bellator. That uh, one came out of the blue, right? Like, I saw it, and I, it took me a second. I was like, what the fuck? He did, it kind of makes sense when you look at it. He he got a big win on Kingpin. He beat, Alec, he beat Cowboy Oliveira. Um, like in a fight in Brazil, so that was a big win for him. So he's also he also trains with Connor, which is a big part of it. They, they fought in Portugal, by the way. I just looked it up. Oh, not Brazil. Excuse me. I thought fucking what was it? Ah, oh, Josh, you fucking eat. No, Rise FC. I thought Rise FC was in Brazil. Apologies. Well, um, they there might be. They just might have done that event in uh, in Portugal. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, what would you, what's your excitement for the, as we're about to go ahead and close it out, what's your excitement level for this card, man? It's going to be the first time where we, uh, hang out in a while. Which, which, uh, I rated out of 10. Obviously, we, we like to rate fight cards afterwards, but going into it, what's your excitement level? Uh, it's going to sound weird, but seven and a half. Seven and mm-hmm. a half, but because there's certain guys I have a lot of interest in. Maybe, like, the name value might be weak. If you don't follow fights week to week, you know, I might have the same level of interest, but for, like, for me, obviously, Izzy in the main event with Sean, obviously, I love that shit show. Volkov, Manel Cape, uh, Tyson Perry and Olberg, and on top of that, Jack Jenkins and Champion Magic which I, like I said, I think will be fighting tonight. I'm looking forward to heavily. Um, that, I think more or less that's what personally makes me look forward to it. Maybe not for everybody else, but for me, I put it at a seven and a half. Not an eight, maybe even a seven, I could lower it to seven, but I think seven and a half is a pretty fair rating. Yeah, that's, that's about what I'd, I'd probably give it around a seven, you know, that's about what I'd put. Um, it's gonna be fun, but we will. Uh, I look no, ma- no matter what, the next pay per view and the one after that. I mean, we're chilling, Josh. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we're, we're Angel. We are so fucking back, so fucking back. By the way, uh, I'm so sad, dude. Manoke could have fought Muhammad Makayev, but Muhammad Makayev is already scheduled against Tamilia. But you know it is what it is. That we'll book that one next, Angel. We'll talk. We'll call it Mick. We'll call it Sean. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> We'll say what's up. Go ahead and book that fight. You know, um, I think we should go ahead and move on to news, man. 
Because there's a fair bit of it. I said there wasn't actually any of it. I was I was wrong, Angel. I was wrong. I found some unique things for us to talk I know. About. You, you threw me off. I came back. I looked at the agenda, and I'm like, oh, shit. That's a lot more than what I thought. Yeah, a couple of them are fun ones, though. A couple of them are ones that we would not normally – stuff that we normally talk about. So, um, oh, But I think we should go ahead and hit it off with the news straight up at the top. Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence 2 is confirmed. I know Bud Wait, was Are we, we going to talk about Bomac? We will, well, we're going we're gonna to segue into Bomac. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence Jr. 2 is confirmed. Um, obviously, our boy Bud was talking about maybe Jamel Charlo, maybe Canelo Alvarez. That will have to wait until next year because these guys are likely going to fight in December. Obviously, the case here, uh, Crawford... Spence got to activate the rematch clause. Crawford gets to pick the division. So we may see these guys up at 154, which is the rumor. Or maybe they could even fight higher, though, considering Bud's planning on moving to, uh, you know, 168. What do you think about this, this news, man? Um, I think, obviously, everybody kind of expects Errol. Errol's going to be a massive underdog, but shit, dude. I think if anybody could turn it around from fight to fight, it'd probably be a guy of that caliber. I mean, I'm curious to see how the weight change. I'm assuming there will be a weight change. I'm, assuming, I'm curious to see how the weight uh affects the fight we see what earl can do differently man you know because for him and it was without a doubt that that was his worst night ever outside of the outside of the accident right yeah but uh yeah i mean i want to see what changes you can do and and, and what he can see because he could come back and we could get a whole different look man and that's exciting that's very exciting to me that's very compelling but shit dude bomac we're about, about to segue this right in josh Bomac might not even be there for the fight. Take it away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, Bomac, uh, who, I mean, I don't know if you mentioned it, but, like, he's going to be in jail for the next month, like, before he even gets to see a judge. So, and if Bomac's found guilty, he's facing up to five years in prison. I'm sure um, there'll be a way they can take it. And I'm sure, yeah, I don't think he'll spend that long. But this is clear. At first I thought this could be a situation where it's like, oh, they, they found the gun. They're like, oh, you're a rich and famous guy. You can you can move on because that's basically what normally happens. You know what I mean? Um, but no, man, fucking, they said fuck you, Bomax. So Crawford, dude. But and and granted, December was the eye from my from what I've heard. That's 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 the goal is December. But also, you know, it may not end up happening. It may not. It may get pushed to early early 2024. So what were you gonna say? I said it might have just been it just might have been too quick, like timing wise, getting a venue, getting it out there, all yeah. the promotional stuff. Yeah. I've already seen Steven Espinoza say that it may happen in twenty twenty four instead of twenty instead of December. So even then that doesn't matter. I mean it'll be early next year anyways. Probably March, right, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, and and we'll see. We'll see. Um but regardless, yeah, I mean Unfortunate, uh, a little unfortunate for for our boy, you know, our little our boy Bud, because he wanted to make history. But hey, I mean, Canelo's already scheduled to fight Jermel, and you know, later this month, so he'd have to wait a little bit, anyways. Um, regardless, man, regardless, I think it's about time to move on because we got an update, Angel. We got an update. Uh, Chris Weidman, who fought at UFC 292. Uh, Suffered a loss to Brad Tavares, first fight in over a year. We know the story there. And after the fight, there were a lot of people for calling for his retirement. He chose not to. He said, I'm going to keep on fighting. I guess he got some scans back, and he broke his fucking leg. Uh, <laughs> he, bro- he got a fracture in his left leg the other from leg. that fight. 
It, this not, did not make much news, which is a little bit surprising, but damn, dude. I mean, is that not a sign? He, and, dude, it's funny because – did you see – it was like he did it like in an interview, right? I forgot who he was talking to. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's – who was it? Do you know who he's talking to? Because I've seen it. I've seen that clip where he's talking Sirius about Serious XM. Yeah. James yeah, that's, a, that's what it was on. It was on Serious XM. Um, he seemed pretty optimistic, man. Like he wasn't he wasn't down on himself. He didn't seem depressed. It was just kind of like, yeah, I've already been through this shit. We'll get through it again. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like you said, it, it, you would think this would be a sign, but at the end of the day, uh, I mean, he's gonna do what he's going to do, man. He's a grown man, so. But I just, hey, man, you've done it all. You become champ. He's such a nice guy. He's good on the uh, on the on the uh, the weigh in the pre weigh in show kind of thing they do or the weigh in show before the fight. Um, I don't know. Um, intelligently, I think the right thing would be someone talking to him and being like, "Hey, you know, maybe we should consider avenues because fighting is becoming damaging on you, and not, and it's already damaging in general, but it's damaging you potentially permanently, even more yeah. than what it already does." Yeah, I mean, to be clear, he said that like the, this particular like injury like it's not like fucking it is it's a small fracture and apparently he only he just has to stay off his feet for like four weeks so it's not like it's obviously not what happened the first time he fractured his leg you know what i mean uh it's not that bad obviously but at the same time it's like damn man damn like another like you broke i don't even know is i don't even think this is the same leg is it mm-hmm. i think he broke his right leg last time so Jesus, man. Um, he said that everything else is intact, but uh, to break your leg again on your return after breaking your leg two years previous, granted, not as bad. Still pretty bad, man. Still pretty bad. Uh, but I think we should probably move on. Because admittedly, there's not a whole lot to say here. I guess it's really just waiting to see if he takes another fight or doesn't. I think Daniel will probably give him one. I think he probably will. That's evil, isn't it, dude? Like, actually, like who's going to fight, though? Like, who intelligent, who intelligently should he fight next? Can you fight Court McGee? You know, like I, I, I don't know. Like he needs to fight. Well, I mean, Court fights at one seventy. If they would, if I mean, if Matt Brown ever experiments at a one eighty five, I don't think he has. I mean, I, th- I think he has. I think Matt Brown's fought at one eighty five before. Matt Brown versus Coach Wyman, two OGs of the game. I'm just saying Court McGee because I think he can make that way potentially, and he's an older guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I would just, I would just give you an example of another older guy also around the same weight. Matt Brown, Court McGee. I mean, there is guys that are like. Not many, like just not many guys. I'm trying to pull up the full like 185 rankings here. Oh yeah, so my but the UC's website is so terrible. It's just you know. I I use another one that I can send to you afterwards. He could fight Nick. I mean, Nick thought at 185 technically. Shit, dude. I guess you're right. They could do. They could do Nick. Or he Nick could fight Diaz versus Chris Weidman. What do you th- What do you think, man? Huh? I'm down. I'm DTF, dude. Or he could fight a uh, Valentine Woodburn. Josh, who came on short as. To fight Bo Nickel, one more chance at greatness. Can he take on the American? Another wrestler, an All-American. Can he do it? How would you feel about what about Brian Barberina? That's another one I just I just saw not here. Bam, yo, that's a good, that's a really good shout actually. Bam, bam, that's a good shout. Yeah, I was gonna say Chidi and Jaquani, but I was like, nah. <laughs> Trey Sean Gore, Trey Sean Gore, fuck, Rodolfo Vieira. <laughs> I was thinking, I mean, I'm uh, at, Abdul Razak Al Hazan. No, no, no. I think maybe, maybe even. What do you think? What do you think about Julian Marcus? 
I think it's a good fight, actually. He's a nuke, though. But yeah, I'd be down for it. He hasn't fought in a minute. I think he's lost two or three in a row. Yeah, I mean that that has some potential in it. Uh, do you think do you think Edmund Shabazian, Wideman Shabazian, oh. both people trying to get back on track? Oh God, that's evil, dude. That's an evil fight right there. I mean, Eric, the dude, looking at looking at the shit, there's not many there's not many options for him. Eric Anders. <laughs> uh, I mean, shit, Jamie Pickett was still in the UFC. I, you know what I think we should do? I think if Chris Weidman wants to take one more fight, we should go get the best power slapper that fights at 185, and we should bring him into the UFC. Jesus. You should just say, fuck it, Angel. Dustin Stafolsis. We can have, we'll have, we'll have Chris Weidman versus Wolverine, or whatever the fuck their names are. God. Power <laughs> no? line. Oh, okay, not, <laughs> not upset. Are you still playing the power slap video game, though? Yes, actively. God damn it, I knew it. All right, I just had to ask. Do you hate me for it? It, 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 it? You know, like, my tiny attention span, it just, it works, you know what I mean? I know, but I did, I did, I looked up the Parasoft website, mostly because I was trying to go through the UC roster, and for some reason their website's so chalked that I got a couple Power Slap guys. <laughs> when I was Jesus. looking at the UC's website, I got, like, Power Slap guys, like, like, fucking. You're like, what some, the fuck? Like, like why is John Davis, dude? Who's, like, who's Ron Rada? Who's Christopher Thomas Gear? Like, the fuck? Who's AJ Hintz? You're, like, hella confused. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Uh, but anyways, yeah, I mean, I think we should go and move on. I think we jerked about this enough. But, uh, yeah, man, we'll see what happens with Wyman. Uh Speaking of people who are retired, uh, dude, I'm not sure you noticed this, because he's been pretty low-key about it. Jorge Masvidal, essentially from the moment he's been retired, he's been like, guys, I'm, I'm not actually retired. <laughs> I'm retired, but I'm not retired from from dude from the moment because he said you know maybe I I do some bit of boxing you know what and then he, and then I saw he did an interview where he's like you know what I can never really stay retired you know so he was asked about Justin Gaethje Gaethje obviously beat his former teammate Dustin Poirier he obviously has the BMF title he was asked about who you know who should who should he face next and Jorge was like you know I'm not committing to this. For sure, but maybe I'll fight Justin Gaethje. You know, Jorge said maybe he'll fight Justin Gaethje for the BMF title. Maybe he'll come back for it. Angel, is that a fight that you have any interest in? Very minimal at this point in time. If it's a younger Jorge, I definitely have some, but not 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 at this time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I w- I will say that uh, at, I think if Jorge could come back and get a win, I'd actually love to see this fight. At 170, I think it'd be a fucking banger uh, if he can co- if he can go and get a win, yeah. Like fight fight somebody else, and then Gaethje comes up because there's a storyline there, obviously, because you know he beat his boy, he beat Poirier, and Poirier and uh, Mosbol trained together for a while, and I know that you know a Poirier versus you know Gaethje trilogy would be interesting. But Gaethje said he's not exactly looking forward to that, so who knows. But uh, anyways, man. I mean, yeah, I'll put it like this, Josh. There was a point in time yeah. where this fight could have been good. I just don't think it'll be as good as it could have been. Uh, yeah, Grant. I, I think disappointingly, we never got like a Wonder Boy rematch with yeah. Jorge, which I think could have been a good fight. I think there were still good fights on the table that didn't have him for Jorge, which is kind of a let. That fuck, even Connor did. Like that was another fight they could have easily done. Would have self promoted. Would have been a banger. And the fight itself, there's no way it couldn't have not been good. Those guys wouldn't have allowed themselves to, for them not to have a good fight. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, fair enough. You're not wrong, man. Um, I guess I, got, I guess I should say one last thing because he has talked about it so much. Uh, any interest in, in any Jorge Masvidal fight, him coming back? I mean, yeah. I mean, Jorge still has his aura, man. I, I definitely would watch it. I just – after watching him against Colby, I definitely didn't – I was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, I mean, this is probably done. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I, I kind of expected a little bit more out of him in that fight. I would have wanted some more moments out of him. And, and granted, I mean, the style of fight Colby has and kind of the way he's going to fight, obviously attributed to that. And But it was even then that the lack of response that came from Jorge in the fight also didn't make me want to see much more either to an extent. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. That's about the same the same way that I feel. Because you can't um, say it's it's a coach fall, it's a, tr- a training partner issue. Because the gym he's at, I mean, he has some of the best guys you could even work out with. Mm-hmm. A great corner at that. Yeah, and you're not. And also, like he's taken so much damage across his his career. Like I'd I'd be more than fine. Well, if only only killed once though. Do you got to give credit where credit is due though? Yeah, yeah. Shit, dude. Anyways, man. Anyways, um, I think we should go ahead and move on because Angel. We're going all these just so many segues, dude. We're going from one. We we I mentioned you know Chris Weidman should retire. Jorge Masvidal is retired. We're going from Jorge Masvidal, a guy who may have done a crime, to Mayhem Miller, a guy who loves to do crimes. Oh, you know, God. just incredible segues going down, going down, dude. Because Mayhem I, Miller. What are you gonna say, Angel? I saw this. I, I saw this report uh, like a few days ago. Yeah, dude, like Mayhem, who like, Mayhem Miller, Jason Mayhem Miller, does not get the respect he deserves today as one of the OG MMA stars. Granted, though, some of his behavior, granted, doesn't, hasn't helped. No, 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 obviously, obviously. But dude, like, nobody talks about, nobody talks about Bully Beatdown anymore. Nobody, he was on American Ninja Warrior. He was like, he was like, and here comes the boom. Also great. Yeah, Jason Miller, Jason Mahan Miller was everywhere. Obviously, like you mentioned, since basically, I'd say about 2009, he's, I believe he's gotten arrested every year since 2009, except for last year, and that's because he was in prison. By the way, have you, have you heard the, the Jason Mayhem Miller story on Here Comes the Boom? Oh, what do you mean? That he essentially method acted his character? I did, yeah, cause he went on, that was a whole, dude, oh my god, you just brought back a memory, dude. Back in the day, I think he went on, uh, the MMA Hour. As that method character, and like, yes, every, yes, every, yeah, and then he like got, I think Ariel like cut the interview short because he wasn't sure what he was doing. He thought he was like having a meltdown. Actually, it was like really, really weird. I completely forgot about that dude. That yes. had to be like at least ten years ago at this point. Dude, by the way, one of the greatest horror movies of all time. Here comes the boom. Up there with the Mighty Ducks, you know. We've we've talked. We did we did the whole thing. We've talked about this before. I mean, it's right up there with Airbud Three. You know, the Mighty Ducks 2. Real know, like, Steel. Like, Real <laughs> Steel, like you meant, yeah. Oh, man, what was that one? What was fucking Evan Peters? Never Back Down. He was a Never Back Down. Dude, what's another one? Dragon Ball. I mean, that's a sports movie, right? Uh, yeah, I, I count it. Um, <laughs> well, just aside, though. Fuck, dude. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, I mean, disappointing, right? But granted, I mean, the guy has issues, and <laughs> I'm sure CTE hasn't helped him either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably not. But yeah, I mean, we should go. I guess I can say what he actually did. Jason Mayhem Miller arrested. He was actually in prison for all of last year. I did not know this until um, recently. Didn't he have yeah. some domestic abuse shit, though? 
it, there was a he's he's been arrested for domestic abuse in the past or domestic violence in the past, um, which means I guess he should be running for president any day now. Boom, bam! No, I'm joking, but oh um, man, no, yeah, Mayhem Miller. He How to get canceled in five seconds, Josh? Jesus. What do you mean? <laughs> Dude, that wouldn't get me canceled. Domestic abuse and making jokes about domestic, that would That would get me a fucking kick deal, if anything. What do you mean? Uh, Jason Mayhem Miller, dude. I guess I didn't say. he. he do you know the specifics of this of this story? No, I just saw that he was in trouble again. <laughs> so he was in a he was in a West he was in a bar in West Hollywood. Uh, he's been out of prison for about a year. Not for about a year. Excuse me. He went into prison about a year ago this time, got out in May. Right? So he got out. Apparently some fan noticed him at a bar in West Hollywood or, or a club or whatever. Fan went up to him to get a picture. Somehow this turned into Jason Mayhem Miller choking the fan out. I don't know I don't know how it happened. But one thing led to another, and he ended up choking out that guy. And apparently it's just he got a, a minor for assault. Can you imagine, Josh, you meet Joe Lozon and Joe Lozon just proceeds to choke you out? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just meeting your favorite fighter. I don't think I'd approach Mayhem Miller if I saw him, though. Yeah. I think I would have prior to this incident, but now I'm not sure. He's probably one of the few guys you probably wouldn't want to approach post-fight career. Probably him, Hermes Frank. <laughs> I don't know. Phil I think I would approach Hermes Franca. I think I could probably beat up Hermes Franca now. I think I probably could, you know? Jesus. <laughs> I mean I mean Josh, did you ever did you ever meet Hermes Franca when you when you went to any UFC events when you were younger? I mean I mean that would have been the time. Jesus Christ. We're talking about getting cancelled, Angel. The <laughs> <laughs> just making jokes about Hermes Franca. Maybe, maybe that may be it. Um Anyways, man, yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay, yeah, Mayhem Miller, but yeah, that's that's basically it. We have no more follow-up details. He has not released any public statement. Uh, I was really I, hopeful, man. I hope I he was, does it for his I sake. I was hopeful, dude, because I actually, I've been following him, dude. He 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 uh, he showed up in, like, this jiu-jitsu guy who has, like, a YouTube channel. He I guess he, like, returned to jiu-jitsu. He was doing some stuff is with he, that is guy. He, uh, is he a black guy, black man? No. Is that guy? Different guy? No, I, but I know who you're talking about. I love that guy. Oh, who, he's on the beach. Can you tap me yeah, out for hundred bucks? Right that guy yeah. does some good videos, dude. He's only a purple belt, too. Yeah, that's my that's my fucking dude. But regardless, yeah, I mean, yeah, sucks to see Mayhem Miller, dude, getting back in trouble. I hate to see it. But uh, anyways, dude, Rampage. J- Speaking of like OG uh, legends, dude. Dude, like, all the OG. legends, bro. Hampage in the mix. Yeah, Hampage is back in the mix. Quentin Rampage Jackson. 45 years old, has not fought since a first-round knockout loss to Fedor Emelianenko. I have to say Fedor because some shithead in our comment section corrected my pronunciation of Fyodor. So, you know, I got I got to make sure that. Are you, are you being serious? Someone actually did that? Some, yeah, some dude, some dude came at me, and I'm like, dude, that's that's literally how he pronounces his own name, you know? Like it's just, so you know, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, rampage last uh, loss to him back in 2019, dude. He is he has signed for the grudge match of the century. Oh god. It has been fifteen years since Ram excuse me. I guess it's fourteen years. It's been it's been fourteen years since he's gone face to face with titties. Daryl Schoonover. They obviously if you saw the Ultimate Fighter season ten, they were that was basically a key theme of the season was Daryl Schoonover arguing with Rampage Jackson. They nearly, nearly came to blows at one point because Rampage just kept on calling him titties. Um, they're going to do it. 
they're going to fight in the UFL, the United Fight League, which is a new fight league, which has been like – they're not putting on huge events, but they've been making – they've been slowly getting some bigger names attached. They have health insurance for their fighters. They give them stock options in, in the company, I guess, or whatever. They're going to fight a- – I'm sorry to cut you over. Isn't that the one where they've had, like, uh, former fighters' kids fight, like, uh... Rampage Sun fights there, yeah. Rampage Sun, uh, what's the girl's name? Bellamere, uh, yeah. Bellamere. they got, like, a few of those like, people that come through and do that, like, certain, like, just legends of kids, or legendary fighters who have kids who are fighting. Yeah. That's probably the way to put it. Yeah, so they're they're an interesting company, and so that's where this, this fight's gonna happen. Uh, Angel, I'm not even gonna ask you to preview if I'm not gonna ask for this or that. I'm just gonna ask you, on a scale of 1 to 10... What is your excitement level for the grudge match of the century? Rampage Jackson versus Titties. I'm excited to see Rampage fight again, dude. I'm curious to see Rampage comes out with Titties. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen his his Instagram though, dude. He's Jack now. He's he, he, uh, he's, he's not a he's in a water somewhere. Dude, no, he's he's actually jacked. Like I'm for real. Like I don't know if you've seen it. I mean, like, if he is, working. that that's good. But damn, this poor bastard doesn't know what's about to happen to him, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope, you know, I hope Daryl Shunover comes in shape. I don't know what he's been doing. Uh, he doesn't have any social media or anything. Rampage hasn't fought in four years, but he, he looks jacked now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, anyways, man, I, I will, I will watch that whenever it happens. This is, this is an interesting story because it's such an interesting what if to me. Um, Kurt Angle came out, he did like a really... I'd actually recommend people watch. He did like a really long interview with Mark Raimondi of ESPN where he talked about his wrestling career, but not his professional wrestling career. He talked about his amateur wrestling career. He talked about his amateur wrestling career and his potential career in MMA, and he talked about how – And we obviously knew one time it happened. He got offered the contract in 2010 for that aforementioned season of The Ultimate Fighter, season 10 with Kimbo Slice and Rampage and Rashad and all that. Uh, he turned that down. Um, but apparently he also said that he was offered it in 2006 and that the only reason why it didn't happen is because Dana said that he had to quit wrestling and he had just signed a deal with Impact at the time. And he also revealed that he'd offered him also a deal in 1996 for $150,000 for 15 fights. So, um, dude, I mean, what do you, what do you think about all this? Granted, obviously I have more to say about this than you, but I know that you know a little bit about Kurt Angle, his kind of amateur wrestling background. Obviously he won. He won the Olympic gold medal in 1996 with a broken neck. So I mean, <laughs> he's an all-time what ever, if. Right? Yeah, he's an all-time what if. What are you finding out that we were they were we were really close on which one but three occasions? Didn't we already? We kind of already knew this was almost a possibility at one point, didn't we? Like we we've known that. We just didn't know there was even more though. <laughs> we knew that in 2010 that Dana had approached him to do with like the Ultimate Fighter, but either there was an issue with his medicals. Or he was just too old, but now we knew, but now we learned that about the other two previous offers. So it almost happened. I mean, dude, it would have been yeah. cool. I mean, another, another, you know, these these guys with these amazing, you know, feats of uh, athletic ability outside of you know MMA would have potentially come in, and who knows what he could have fucking done, right? Mm-hmm. Who know? I mean, granted, I mean, it would have been all different. Maybe he just wouldn't have been able to get punched in the face, right? <laughs> no, people don't generally want to get punched in the face. Yeah. Um. Who knows? I mean, that's it's kind of it's just one of those things that we talk about. And we're like, we think he could have done good. He had potential. Obviously, he's an incredible athlete. Uh, 
And obviously we you know, especially with how incredible wrestlers have been throughout the time of, of mixed martial arts and just people with these ground abilities and kind of the, the impressive things they've been able to do in their professional fighting career. Maybe he could have done something as well. Yeah, you're not wrong. I, I just kind of wanted to bring this up because I thought it was interesting. I, I know that some people may not know it, that the, the great and legendary Perk Angle nearly uh, <laughs> nearly went ahead and fought in uh, fought in the UFC. And for me, I think he's he might be my all-time what-if. I mean, Alexander Carolyn is a really good example. That was. Yeah, yeah. If, if Brock Lesnar did not – if Brock Lesnar had gone straight to MMA – or not even straight, but maybe like, you know, the 2004 instead of football, you know what I mean? It would be interesting. But like, dude, like, Kurt Angle, it, like, is... Fedor. Is, huh? Fedor as well. In the UFC? Yeah. I don't think I, I don't have any any what-ifs for that one, because we know how it would have gone, but... uh, It would have been, <laughs> <dominant>. been dominant. <laughs> Especially at the time, yeah. I mean, if he came over in like 2005, 2006, I don't think he would have lost for like... I mean, shit, he would have been undefeated for a while. But anyways, yeah, I mean, Kurt Angle is literally one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Like, literally. Um, and uh, he did that with a broken neck. Like, that's a meme, obviously. Like, in wrestling, it's kind of a meme. But he was, he, he straight up won the Olympic gold medal in wrestling. It, <laughs> it heavyweight. With a broken fucking neck. And and the guy he was he was facing was was uh, was doped up Iranian guy so <laughs> I mean that's just I mean now granted I'm sure he was too probably Kurt was too I'm sure he's on Sazul but you know although those Iranian dudes are always on shit so I don't know but because um, there was another guy that recently that was like a really good guy that got caught that got caught who's Iranian wrestler so I don't know but um, when, when when don't they get caught though Josh that's honest. what I'm saying that's what that's that's what I'm saying. Uh, anyways, man, yeah, I thought that was interesting. This is our going to be our last thing of uh, of the episode, dude. Obviously, we have UFC going down this, you know, this uh, excuse me, this Saturday night. However, this Friday night, Angel, we have Game Bread Fighting Championship Five going down from the Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville. This is uh, obviously Game Bread's company, Jorge Masvidal, but this is bare-knuckle MMA, which is always been more interesting to me than just straight-up MMA. So I'm actually kind of excited for this one. In the main event, we got Fabrizio Verdum and Junior Dos Santos, their rematch. They fought 15 years ago in the UFC. JDS won by knockout inside of, you know, three minutes. What do you think about this uh, this fight card, man? There's a couple of veterans on here, a couple of interesting names. What's your excitement level for Game Bread FC5? You know, I completely forgot about this. I'm so happy you included this. Uh, like a five. I'm 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 indifferent. You know, like I, I I'll check it out, but I'm not necessarily excited for it. Mm-hmm. Outside of the main event, I mean, there's probably like one other guy to have like a somewhat of interest in on that card. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, if they had my boy Crazy Horse on here, I definitely would have watched it. I mean, Henry Brown was supposed to be on this, but. That never, you know, he never agreed upon actually doing mm-hmm. the fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they went ahead and he said that he never even agreed to that. So I mean, it, also if you look at his track record, we didn't put him in the rundown. He just booked another fight. He's booked like ten fights since getting released from the UFC, and he has not fought a single fucking. Game. It's it's funny. Did he supposed to fight William Gomez, who fought literally in France this past week? Yeah, I looked up four. It's been four. I would go exaggerate. It's been four canceled fights. I mean, he probably uh, lucked out on that one. 
Yeah, I guess number five, if you count this this game bread one, but I guess he said he didn't agree, so. Dude, you were supposed to fight Bobby Moffitt? That's a name I haven't heard in forever. Same. What the fuck? Bobby Moffitt's on a little win streak. He might have come back to the UC, dude. He beat Jason Knight in that win streak as well. Potential re-signing there, 33 years young. <laughs> a lightweight? We need lightweights, right? <laughs> we do. We do. I don't know, man. We will, uh... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's a game bread card, man. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. I think it'll probably be fun, you know. Um, I, I will say that, you know, I'm not sure how I feel about having the, the like the Verdum and Dos Santos and certain older guys in there, but like, shit, dude. You know, I'm down to see what what Brandon Davis can do. I'm, I'm down to see what Killer B can do in, in bare knuckle MMA. You know what I mean? Like, there are a couple guys I like to see on here. Mikey, uh, Maki Patolo. UFC veteran, excited to see him back. You know, um, it's gonna be a fun card, man. I'm looking forward to it. Not, I mean, not as much as UFC 293, but I, mean, I am looking forward to it. So, yeah, man. Any, any Just like I'm only watching Game Break FC. Angel, I actually meant to tell you, dude. I'm actually hijacking, hijacking the party on Saturday. I'm putting on a replay of Game Break FC five. <laughs> Anyways, man, any closing thoughts on the thing before we want to go ahead and uh, close out of here? Man, I'm just excited to get through this pay-per-view, man. Get get back into kind of bigger pay-per-views going forward. And obviously kind of looking at kind of what next matchups we're going to get with these guys and all the results. And obviously watching the pay-per-view with you. First one we've seen in a while to get a first UFC card we've seen in a minute. Uh, you're probably going on... Over a year now, right, Josh? We're not seeing each other. At least we've seen each other, but like watching yeah, a fight. Yeah, watching a fight. I, mean, I, I actually, actually, I don't, guys, I only see Angel if it's you know, <laughs> if it's fucking if it's if we're watching UFC. No, I mean like it's been around a year. I want to say so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been quite some time. Roughly, I want to say like the last one was UFC two eighty, maybe. I don't know. Some pay per view, man. I don't know. One yeah. of them. I don't know, man. Anyways, anyways, um. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Obviously, we're looking forward to UFC 293. Hope you guys enjoy it, along with some Elixir or Rogue Energy. Code sound off at checkout, 10% off. Um, I'm at Josh Shivenoff on Twitter. He's at Angel Ortega underscore 01 at Quartzite Sound for all things relating to the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click.